Well, we are back. It's series two, episode one, with me, Hugh Williams. And we've also now got, well, we've got, well, have a little listen. Yep, I've got three extra heart valves, well, heart valve replacements now as part of part of the show. Yeah, we took a break back in, well, just before the just before the start of March. When I was going in for a heart valve replacement due to some corrosion that had occurred because of some neuroendocrine tumours that I've got. I've had the operation, which was a success because I'm speaking to you here now loud and clear. Um, However, when they'd opened me up, they noticed that there was other, well, there was two other heart vessels that needed attention. So I've got three new heart valves in me uh, and I'm now six weeks post-op. So with the heart operation and also the medication for my tumours, I'm a little bit lethargic. So my normal style of at the checkpoint would be where I'm on the phone with the guest. We talk about what races they've got coming up. We also go through the kit that they're wearing, what works, what didn't, and also some hints and tips for you guys to make you that little bit smarter, that little bit quicker out on the uh, trails. Now... (laughs) Since I went in for my operation on the 3rd of March, everything has changed. As we know, we're in the middle of a lockdown. Uh, Majority of races have been cancelled or postponed for this year. And it's also a time where many of you are runners are in the doldrums. So the catch-up conversation... I was going to have to start the series was with my good pal Seb Batchelor, a elite runner, to find out how he was getting on with the races that he was going to take part in and some advice for you guys. Now, the races haven't happened. We're all in lockdown. Hopefully you're all safe, happy and well. So we decided, because of my energy levels dipping after about 20 or 30 minutes of conversation. Sebastian has recorded some training tips for you all to make you that little bit smarter and possibly get those gains out of season or out of lockdown, well, in lockdown, that will assist you 
whenever you're uh, back running and back racing. So here he goes. He's going to talk to you about everything. It is a notepad and pen jobby, guys. There's a book's worth of information in this. I've listened to this about five times and the amount of information you get from this will really help improve your running and it's completely free. Now you can buy me a virtual coffee afterwards. There's a note on how to do that in the notes afterwards. But here's Seb, elite Solomon runner, talking about ways to get that bit smarter to get that way a bit quicker in these times now. I'd say the times of of study and improvement. Once that clip's finished, I'll just round up the show at the end with a normal banter. But yeah, notepad and pen, and here's Seb. Thanks, you. And um, yeah, well, I think we, I think we all all wish you the best at the time at the moment and uh can't wait to have you once again back at the helm of the podcast so it's fallen on me uh to take on at the checkpoint podcast until hughes hughes back so we thought we'd start off the new season kick off the new season with a bit of a training discussion so if if anyone listened to my my podcast with Hugh a few months ago now we 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 uh, discussed uh, discussed training a little bit of depth and um there's been some good feedback on that which is always really nice so so thanks very much I thought we'd just address some some basic kind of training fundamentals um and some common mistakes that I see so I I uh I coach a few people both on the bike and and running, and I quite often see the same mistakes. So we're going to have a look at those and talk you through kind of what I've learned over the years, um, what I find that works. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still learning all the time. I by, by no means know everything, um, but I've got a pretty good idea of, of how to get into into really good shape. So mainly the focus of this is going to be around pe- for people that are are competing you know, um, but, um, you know, potentially if there's one for just sort of people interested in some just sort of general fitness chat, then that's maybe something we can look at for another episode. Um, so obviously we're in a fairly weird situation at the moment. I don't know about anyone else, but hopefully everyone's holding it together just about perhaps lights at the end of the tunnel. Time will tell. Uh, there's been like there's been quite a lot of crazy stuff going down that you see on social media people running like ultras in the back garden uh ultras on treadmills all this kind of thing and i mean yeah okay fair play but what that's doing to the body i don't know or even the men i mean the mental strength more than anything to to run uh run 50 miles around a five by five five garden but another discussion or seems to be a fair bit of chat, uh, is how much to be training at the moment. You know, are you going, are you going big or are you resting up? You know, there's, 
seems to be quite quite split. Some people are seeing it as okay, I've got uh, a little bit more time because I'm not com- uh, commuting, therefore I can crank in more training than perhaps I normally could. Um, and also the weather's been quite nice. Uh, other people are like, what are you training for? Because there's no races on the horizon. We're not sure when they're going to be, so I'm just going to rest up and, and chill. And there's not necessarily, obviously, anything you know, right or wrong way, um, each each to their own. But I think... If I was to go one way, I don't think there's any problem right now in in cracking on with some training because the argument of what what are you training for um, when when are the races it's it's kind of irrelevant actually in my opinion because this is going to bring me on to kind of the core part of of uh, of training and something that. I often find people don't do when they come to me or they ask me for advice or they come and start, you know, come for some coaching. Um, is that you don't necessarily always have to be working to an event because training should always go in stages. And, you know, that what I'm talking about is is known as periodization. So periodization has been around for a while. So. But, you know, it's staggering, I find, the number of people that don't follow a periodized program. So basically training phases and they just kind of always do the same thing. So if you take the situation you're in now and you have a lot more time on your hands, potentially, maybe even being furloughed and you've got an absolute load of time on your hands, um, then you don't you don't need to think, oh, well, I can't really train much because I don't know when the next race is going to be. You could use it as a period to to build as you would do towards any peak. And just because you're building, you could then peak, even though you haven't got a race. And then you're going to rest a bit and you're going to come down. But then you can start building again. And then that next peak is going to be higher than that first one. So that second peak could actually fall when we're racing again. If it doesn't, then you can, then you can rest again and you can drop down and you can build up again and then that peak should in theory be high. It's how you improve your fitness. It has to go up and, you know, a bit like a staircase, apart from the staircase kind of goes up and then you're coming down a little bit and then you're going up and then coming down a bit. Maybe, maybe more like a mountain is the best uh, best way to describe it. So certainly um, those having a go at people that are pushing on a training saying oh, that's really ridiculous. Um, well, there, there's some certainly some, you know, some merit behind doing your training as long as you're sensible out and by by the... The rules in place at the moment obviously but also if you want to pie out and smash a load of ice cream or and uh and just and just chill and then go for it because perhaps you need the, the mental recovery so periodization yeah that's a fun fundamentally as i just touched on how you peak and how um you prevent burnout um and it should, the ba- should be the basis for any training program. Um, so I like to think of training as a pyramid. So you have a, each pyramid has a very big base, and then it obviously goes to um, the top, the peak or the summit or whatever you want to call it. Now, the bigger the base you have, the more stable your pyramid's going to be. So therefore, the higher the peak can be. So in periodization, 
training, what you're doing is you're originally starting at the bottom and you're making that base as wide as possible or as strong as possible so that as you go up the pyramid and going up the pyramid is increasing intensity until the point where you get to the top, which is, say, all-out race pace, that top is very high up, is very hard. So the only way in order to be able to go very hard is to have a wide base, and that means spending a lot of your time doing steady miles and, and building up that aerobic engine. I think Hugh and I discussed last time that I get questions a lot so how how you're able to uh, sort of race at the at the level whilst you know, you know effectively working seven days a week during um during university term time um, study study university and that's because i spent so much time and continue to spend a lot of time building a huge aerobic base because if you've got a massive aerobic base then you can have a very very high peak so in periodization, you have your base period. So most of the time in your base period, you're going to be having greater hours, but you're having low intensity. And they have low intensity means that you're not getting massively fatigued and therefore you can, you can um, do those hours without risking, uh, with, with decreasing the risk of getting injured or the like. And then you go into maybe what's maybe more what you describe as like a build period. And the build period, the hours are going to come down slightly. And the hours are going to come down slightly is because you want to be slightly fresher for when you're doing running some harder sessions. So in the build, you've done your base, more or less entirely at low intensity. The build period, you're going to bring your hours down. Legs are going to be fresher so that when you can get into it, when you do your intensity sessions, you can really do them hard. Or you can do them to the level you want to do them. Then obviously you're going to go into um, a recovery period. And that recovery period after the build is when the body is going to soak up everything you've done. And therefore going to lead to good performance. I think people. I'm not quite sure how people do it when they race an awful lot. Because I think it's very difficult to have a number of peaks during the year. I think you can, people that are on a very high level can still perform well when they're not at, you know, in their peak period and it still seems like a very good performance. Um, because I think in order to race very well, you have to have come in feeling recovered because racing's really tough. It's really tough mentally, it's really tough physically and you have to be, you have to be up for that fight and you have to be ready to... You have to, you know, you really want to have the battle with those that you're on the start line with and those that you're tussling with. And I think, you know, if you if you train too hard up into something, up into an event you want to do really well, all you're going to do is feel fatigued and you're going to feel tired and you're not going to really want that fight. But then again, it is a fine balance because if you rest up too much, then the body's going to go to sleep and, you know, you could potentially just detrain slightly in that period. It's a fine balance and one that you kind of had to work out for yourself or, um, you know, maybe need a little bit of, a little bit more guidance on. Um, that, that's a slight balancing act. But that's kind of the fundamentals of periodization. And it's um, I always find it interesting the number of people that don't train in that way. Um, 
they kind of do the same thing all year. Um, I do see this with a lot of people and 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 they wonder why why is my performance not necessarily increasing or why am I stagnating or you know um and that and that's because if you do the same thing all the time how are you going to see change it has to form into these different uh, phases um and i think an, and i think an important point on that is what i mentioned on if you want to do really well when you're peaking is to make sure you are mentally fresh as well you have to be ready for that fight um, and that's when you get the uh, best performance. And when in these in these phases, so we go back to say the build phase where you're starting to build in some hard sessions. Now another common mistake is I see are a lack of training zones. So I think training zones are really important to have an understanding of and, 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 and know for yourself, know for your body. So you're only going to know really what your, what, what your base zone is if you've, after a while and you've got a feel for it, or if you do say a ramp test or um, a threshold test and someone can interpret the, the, the numbers for you. Um, or as I said, just over time, you'll get a feel for your, feel for your body and you kind of know what an endurance effort feels like you'll know what a tempo effort feels like um you know what threshold vo2 max race etc like you know what they feel like and i think again one of the things i see is a lot of people train in a kind of middle ground it's not easy and it's not really hard and i look at it and i think hang on a minute what are you actually what are you actually working on here? What part of the pyramid? So you've got five, six, seven runs this week. Five of them seem to be sort of halfway up that pyramid in terms of intensity or two thirds of the way up that pyramid. Like what are you actually trying to achieve by training so much uh, at that intensity? And they're not really sure. It's just kind of what they've always done and they have the impression that or they have the feeling that when they go out and train, they have to push quite hard. And over time, if you continually do that, that's gonna you're gonna your body's gonna get progressively fatigued. And when you go out and run like that, it's gonna feel really quite hard. Um, so that's just gonna perpetuate the cycle and you're gonna get more fatigued. And fundamentally, we're gonna bang on about it is you're not building that base. You, the, the, your base of your pyramid is gonna be really narrow and it's going to be unstable and you're not going to reach a high peak so training phases say you can break them down people break them down into different ways but you say you could break them down into kind of like five different phases um zones rather i saw zone one being your kind of recovery zone two being um endurance um zone three kind of tempo zone four um threshold zone five kind of like your vo2 max um sort of um, high-end high-end race and most of your runs if you're followed following even if you're not following a periodized program but most of the time you should really be running in that zone one or zone two you know that's that's a nice like easy pace where you're turning the miles over 
and that's that's building up that base and therefore you're not massively fatiguing yourself so that when you're going to come into a session you can really go hard in that session i think it's about having a difference you, you know when you're going easy you want to go really easy when you're going hard you want to go be able to go really hard and really be able to push and really see a difference between those so many people have so much blur between they're like sessions where they're actually running a proper session and just their like long runs or their recovery runs. There's not, there's not an awful lot between them. And um, I think that's, a, that's one thing that everyone should really think about if they're not doing is trying to think about or calculate their zones and, and really try and keep to them. So if, you, if you're saying, right, I'm going out for hour and a half two hours endurance tempo uh, endurance state rather not tempo endurance state run endurance efforts um i'm going to keep to that so say if that's worked out as between 135 and 145 beats per minute if you're training off heart rate then try, do your best to keep to that because it's so easy in running to push harder and to find yourself whoa yeah i'm pushing on i feel great okay but it'd actually be better if you kept to that easy zone now so that when you've got um, your three minutes at threshold with one minute recovery times 10 or something later in the week, you can actually hit those um, speeds or those heart rates that you want to hit then because that's far more important than training at this this, this middle ground. Uh, so I think that's, that's really important for everyone to think about and... And to try and try and try and bring to play. It's also something I think that you have to train. Um, another thing I see is people that may, mainly for people that aren't so experienced with their running is the ability to run easy. Perhaps to some that sounds absolutely bonkers, but I think it is common for people to find it hard to run easy. And I think they don't. Maybe people aren't in quite such good shape, or they're not quite as fit. And they're just like, oh, no, I need to be going faster. I need to be going faster. And then, you know, how often do you see people out running and they just seem to be kind of, you know, puffing pretty hard. And you're like, well, I'm pretty certain you're not running a session. And obviously, I'm never going to hammer anyone on going out exercising, but I think it's great. But you're not running a session, yet you're working that hard. What on earth? You know, like, I, but I think it's because so many people can't run easy they find it really difficult to go out and and and, and be steady um so you just need to back things off and that's why i think it's important to have these zones and that's why i'm a big advocate for training by heart rate for sure there's lots of things that can influence heart rate and that can skew it but gen you know generally speaking i think they're really good um because it kind of forces you to stick um, below a heart rate to make sure you're not going too hard another thing to do obviously we can't do it at the moment because of the certain rules and that but when things open up is on those easy runs on those endurance effort runs um, is to is to go out with someone that you know is not as good as you and therefore if they're running at the kind of the, the nothing the nothing kind of zone or the nothing training zone, then for you, that's probably going to be in the right training zone. And then it kind of forces you to go easy. Like there's nothing wrong with running, running with people that, you know, are, are not as good as you. It might force you to go at the right pace 
for that session for that uh, for that run um i've done that myself in the past um and yeah it's it's just one of those things but i think heart rate is um is something perhaps more people could 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 uh, could get onto so yeah the first point periodization second point training zones big into both of those things i followed them through throughout my cycling and running careers um something a little bit sort of less generalized um now and i think one that actually these next two points are probably a couple of things that we could all be working on now if we can't get out onto our awesome trails or out into the mountains if you if you're not lucky to live on um on some um, on some trails or or not so easy to run at the moment is firstly is 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 drills is developing good running form um not only having good running form is going to make you more efficient and therefore faster it's so important for injury prevention and i think this this is we are in a really good period right now to to hone that running form so that when we are back out running normally and training normally or back into the racing that we've we've used this time productively to to train our body to run in the right way and i've certainly started doing it a lot more because i have you know truth be told i've had some you know a lot of injury issues um with my running that's partly due to trying to do too much mileage but well that's another story um i think we discussed it last time actually with you but um but i've I've been certainly thinking about my drills and my running form and really really addressing that and there are a number of drills you can do um which i'm not going to go into the specifics right now um it's kind of difficult via a podcast better with like some sort of video tutorials um or something like that on it but one of the biggest things that i can probably say is thinking about running through your big toe i've I've told a couple of um a couple of my athletes that is really think about just rolling through that big toe that's the power so you know we're, we're striking with our foot and we want to push off and roll through the big toe now a lot lots of people over pronate that's you know that's coming in too far and we're gonna if, if, we're, if we're over pronating when we're pushing off we're going to feel like we're pushing off on the outside of the big toe if we're not pronating enough and, you know, perhaps we're even supinating, which is rolling outwards, we're not going to engage that big toe at all. So there are a few drills that you could do and you can do it inside your house. Um, we're just getting the feeling of just rolling through, rolling through those through those big toes. And that will really help your running form, really help your efficiency. And it will reduce um, risk of injury. And especially as well, we're talking, you know, talking of talking of injuries on a on a slight side note and uh, um, touched on the beginning, what what people are doing, doing all these crazy things of running in the garden, um, you know, 100 mile or, you know, on the treadmill. I think, um, yeah, injuries when when you're jumping in on uh, um, on treadmills, I mean, probably probably get on to this in in another podcast. Um, but it's like any training you just got to be careful about doing something new too much i think the treadmill treadmill manufacturers are absolutely loving the situation at the moment i think they're all selling out of treadmills left right and center and 
I think people that have bought treadmill just need to be a little bit careful. You know, if you've bought a treadmill, just be careful about going on there every day, having maybe only run on a treadmill once, twice a week, or not at all, um, pumping out a lot of mileage or pumping out um, fast sessions. I think treadmills definitely have their place. They can be really, really good and really um, good, efficient use of time and very good for doing specific sessions. But if you have gone down the treadmill route, just just be careful doing too much too soon, just like it would be um, for any other running. You know, you've got to be careful of your shins. Um, it's a classic shin spin territory um, on treadmills um, if you go if you go too hard on them. Um, so that's just that's just a word of warning on that because I've seen some people doing some crazy stuff which I don't think I've ever run in training mills before, and I'm like, oh god, here we go. You know that that's a that's a physio session when they reopen sort of thing. <laughs> um, anyway, that's that's segued off a little bit there, but. So that was um, my third point is using this time to develop some drills, take home point on that is just engaging and running through that big toe. Um, but that's something we should we should be doing all year, really, um, not just um, not just now. And it's something I think that you can use in your warm up and also in your warm up for racing. It just gets the mind engaging with the body, feeling how you should be running before you actually start running. So um, the fourth point um, we thought we'd discuss today was on your core and stability. And very similar to drills, now would be a good time to get everything aligned um, before things open up again, but also get yourself into the habit of doing core um, and doing some stability work. If you can do it like two or three times a week, it will, on a promise you, it will pay dividends. Even like 20 or 30 minutes of um, some core exercises, um, just get everything strengthened up. Again, for injury, but also for maximizing that power transfer. If everything can be aligned in a line down your body, you're not losing any power. So what you're pushing through into the ground is propelling you forwards. There's nothing lost. So if everything's strong, that's what you're going to do. You're going to power yourself forwards. Um, but also, yeah, injury prevention, big one. Um, so I'd say get yourself written up a nice little core program, chuck in a core a um, couple of times a week, uh, breaks things up a little bit. You can make some fun programs just, just inside. Um, I think that's that would be really useful. Also, stability mainly one for injury but stability can also be good for um training your um sort of the biomechanics of how you should be moving um again um probably able to find some exercises online uh video tutorial will be better here unfortunately um, we're not videoing um this although you probably don't want to see the inside of my house um i think talking about stability as well is developing a good i mean I have people call it different things i like to call it pre prehab is developing a good prehab routine um then, therefore you get the most out of um each time you're running each time you're going out for a session um the body's firing um you've got it going before you've gone out the door and you're going to be straight into it and um, you're going to risk you're going to reduce the risk chance of getting injured again 
Um, I certainly found as I've got older, you know, as you get older, you can't just fire out the door. No, no warm up, no prehab. Now I've got 10, 15 minutes at least of prehab, bit of a warm up, and then I'm kind of easing into my run or easing into my session still. So developing a good prehab um, routine to get everything um, firing and activated prior to go out. So your main muscle groups you want to get firing that generally are quite lazy are glutes. Um, it's really important to get our glutes firing. Um, I like to activate my calves. Um, the calves take a real real pounding. Um, I do I actually do a light foam roll as well before I go out. I like to soften the muscles um, a little bit. I mean, there's, there's, um, there's a fine balance between having enough tension in your muscles um and sort of without being too loose um so you need to have the right amount of tension if you're if you're too flexible and too loose that has its own issues um, because then you don't have enough stability but then if you're too tight um obviously you have issues there as well but i'm a big big advocate for um the foam roller so yeah on top of your core and stability you know if you're getting if you're cracking on like me christ nearly 30 um a good prehab um routine before you go out you really make the most of that session and i think that's another point that i wanted to make on on training is is really knowing what you're trying to achieve when you go out the door for a run so it's like what's my what's my aim for this run because if you know what you're trying to achieve and what you're going out to do, you will get the most out of it. And most of us are really time pressured. So if we don't have that much time in the day or in the week, we really want to maximise the time that we do have and therefore we'll make the biggest um, gains, and the biggest um, jumps um, in performance. So I think that's the importance of planning. And that swings all the way back to my first point of periodization. You can only periodize if you plan. So once you've got your plan in place, which is general overview, so you've got your, your training phases, you can then plan your training uh, more specifically each day. And I like to put in for myself and those that I coach um, what the aim is. So what are you aiming at today? What's the point of this session? Um, I, think that's, I think that's really important. Rather than just blindly following a plan, it's like, what am I trying to achieve? And then you will get more out of it um probably probably witted on long enough uh but just probably just going to touch briefly um talks a lot on training but it's kind of all useless if we don't if we don't recover well enough and by recover i mean we're, we're sleeping um we're getting some you're getting good nutrition in and we're fueling well um so we've got to make sure that we maintain our glycogen levels throughout the day so we make sure we've got glucose enough energy in the system um so you we can think i think we should probably talk further about this um in another episode um be if we got a, a big session the next day you want to think about how you're fueling and um, the day before again comes back to planning gonna hammer that home um, everyone's got to have a plan or you've got to have a plan what are you trying to achieve so then therefore all this can fall into it you know we don't want to get we don't want to like not feel well enough and then the next day you've got a big session and you just have not got enough uh, um, glycogen stores uh, in order to fuel that session. Um, so yeah, I think just rest and nutrition 
and make sure you're eating right um, is really important. Um, I mean, like I was going to I was going to talk a little bit on um, ketogenic diets, um, which is I find it quite interesting. Um, there's loads there's loads of talk on ketones and things at the moment, but uh, I'll sort of I'll leave that one out there for uh, for another episode. But some some good chats we have on ketones. Have a Google if uh, if you're not quite sure um, what that's all about. But anyway, hopefully hopefully that's of some use um, to everyone out there. Um, as maybe we've got a little bit more time at the moment to think about our training and what we're going to be doing. Sure, we don't know necessarily when we're going to be racing next, and that that's a, that's a real shame. That kind of sucks, but it doesn't mean that we have to stop training. And it doesn't mean that we can't have our our process goals in place. So if you don't have a plan, you don't, as, as I said, you don't need a race to, to periodize because you can still build your fitness, recover. Maybe you're going to have a slight drop after that recovery because you don't want to push too hard. And then when you build again, you're going to go up even higher. So get those training phases in. Even if you don't sure what, even even you're not sure where the races are, um, work out some training zones. Um, if you don't have a heart rate monitor, um, then you just got to kind of either go with when this opens up again, go with someone that's not so good to make sure you go easy. But also through time, you kind of get a feel for what those different zones are going to feel like and how hard a certain session should feel, etc. Um, drills, core stability, um, rest and nutrition. Um, so yeah, that's kind of kind of sums up a little bit of um, generalized training discussion. And said I wasn't going to go into um, real nitty gritty detail because it's really um, individual um, and specific. But if there's people out there, if you've got any questions, um, if I kind of said something and be like, oh, what does that mean? Or you know, haven't explained well enough. Um, you can either hit me up on the social, um, one of the social channels. I'm at Seb Bachelor. Um, should be able to find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Um, also through at the checkpoint, um, social channels. Um, you drop a message to Hugh or comment on on there. Um, that'll get to that'll get to me. Um, and I'll do my best to answer it. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's useful and back to you, Hugh. So how good was that proper notepad and pen? As I said, that's one to go back on, pick up the notes again, but we've got this time now in lockdown where you can alter your training, look at, you know, different techniques you know, I'm I'm inspired. Although I can't do do much apart from walk around the garden to the swings and back. But you know, training wise, now you initially think of Rocky out in the snow with his big leather jacket, with his log on his shoulders, doing those high knees in the uh, in the snow, whilst uh, the Russians on the treadmill. You know that that's the kind of time we've got now I certainly see lockdown as a time for study a time for training and a time for practice 
to make you better. It's so easy to, you know, when you've got time off, just to, as Seb said, just tuck into the tuck into the ice cream and and so on. But I think what he's talking about should help you guys with some of your training methods, or at least make you think differently with some of your training. So all the notes about um, Seb will be in the notes for the podcast. And also I mentioned about buying me a virtual cup of tea. Um, This is membership free. Uh, All the podcasts are free. But if you want to buy us a virtual cup of tea, there's a little link below. And that helps me, you know, get some more equipment to make it sound a bit better and so on. So, from us all at the checkpoint, I love this bit, but I've got added added an extra bit. Stay well, stay happy, and stay safe from us all at the checkpoint. <laughs>